0: My name is Marie and this is likened unto me my personal scripture journey. Scripture reading with my kids this morning was Second Nephi chapter 31, which is packed full of good things. But I could tell that as we got close to the end their minds were drifting and they weren't getting anything. So I stopped after verse 20. There are 21 total verses. And I asked them a question. Nephi had been talking about a gate and a straight and narrow way. So I asked, what is the gate? And I was met with silence, which is my favorite because that means discovery is right around the corner. So I waited and someone threw out, it's the straight and narrow way. And I said, it leads to the straight and narrow way, but that's not the gate. The gate is baptism and i could feel their brains start to move again. So Nephi in this chapter talks about baptism and the doctrine of Christ, faith, repentance, and baptism, and he explains how even Christ, who was perfect and didn't need baptism for the remission of sins, was still baptized. And Nephi says that you receive the holy ghost after you are baptized. That that is what God promises you. If you enter that gate to the straight and narrow way that leads to eternal life. So I asked my kids, how many of you are baptized? And four of them raised their hands. One of them actually just got baptized less than four weeks ago. So to keep their attention, I decided to be a little bit ridiculous. And I said, oh, that must mean you're pretty close to dying then because that's how you get in the gate. So you're almost done. And the looks I got, especially from my 10-year-old, were better than I even expected. (laughs) So I continued on explaining that baptism is not the end. It's actually a beginning. It might take us a while to find the gate, but it's only once we're in that we are finally on the straight and narrow way that leads to eternal life. So then we talked about verse 20 in 2 Nephi 31. And verse 20 is Nephi's explanation of what that straight and narrow way is, or what more you have to do after you enter into the gate. He says, Wherefore, ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. So we picked out seven things that Nephi says to do when we're on the straight and narrow way. Press forward, have steadfastness in Christ, have perfect brightness of hope, have love of God and all men, press forward, feast upon the words of Christ, endure to the end. It basically boils down to have faith, hope, and charity, feast on the words of Christ, which come from the scriptures, from the prophets, and from the Holy Ghost, and keep going. So what I learned this morning, that I had not seen before and didn't notice until we were going through this scripture piece by piece, is that in this one verse, Nephi encourages us three times to keep going. Press forward, press forward, endure to the end. Now, once we're baptized, being the imperfect creatures that we are, we're not going to have a perfect brightness of hope every day. Sometimes we can barely even manage a glimmer. We won't always love God and our fellow man. Not every day is easy. Not every week or every month or year is easy. There are hard things all around us. Nephi knows something about continuing on in hard things. He spent eight years in the wilderness after leaving Jerusalem, just getting to the coast. He hadn't even built a boat and crossed the ocean yet. I'm sure there were times when it was hard to hold on to the hope that they would ever actually reach the promised land. It probably felt like they had been wandering forever. Then throw in the times they ran out of food, the fighting with his brothers, having babies and raising kids, and just the general hard labor of living as you travel. Even Jacob, his younger brother, said that they felt like wanderers in a wilderness after they were established in the Promised Land. And if you remember, Nephi didn't even get to stay in one spot after they got to the promised land. His wandering days were not done once the boat landed. He had to flee for his life again. I think he knows something about pressing forward. It's a cycle. We keep going on. And the more we keep going on, the more experience we gain. And if we look back on that experience, we will see that it cycles, that there are times of great hope and times of little hope, that it seems as if we are always going up and down in our steadfastness, our hope, our love of God, our love of man, in how much attention we give to the words of Christ. But if we keep pressing forward towards those things, we see that the hard times do eventually end they also cycle up and down, no matter how long they seem at the time. They do end. But the reason we always cycle back to hope, faith, charity, and Christ is that that is what gets us closer to God. It's not a cycle that stays stationary. It spirals upwards. So Nephi finishes this chapter with this. And now behold, my beloved brethren, this is the way then there is none other way nor name given under heaven whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ showed us the way. He was baptized and he walked the straight and narrow way on his own so that he could then walk us back to it when we got off. He is the way. How grateful I am that he did that for me and for you. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.